1: And Amazon whines about being the wrong thing on this edition of Arbitrage News Weekend, starting right now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage News Weekend. For July fifteenth, 2023, I'm Joshua Stark. Fran Drescher, president of the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, delivered a fiery rebuke of studios and streaming services when announcing... Union leaders' unanimous vote to strike Thursday. We are being victimized by a very greedy entity, said Drescher, former star of The Nanny. I am shocked by the way the people that we have been in business with are treating us. I cannot believe it. Quite frankly, how far apart we are on so many things. How they plead poverty that they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. No talks are planned and no end is in sight for the work stoppage. It is the first time both guilds have walked off sets since 1960 when then-actor Ronald Reagan was SAG's leader. Chinese fast fashion retailer Sheen is facing a lawsuit that claims the clothing maker's copyright infringement is so aggressive it amounts to racketeering. The filing this week claims that Sheen is in violation of the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, better known as RICO, a law originally crafted to prosecute organized crime. Sheen has grown rich by committing individual infringements over and over again as part of a long and continuous pattern of racketeering, which shows no signs of abating, the filing says. In an organized effort to create as many as 6,000 new items per day, Sheen uses a Byzantine shell game of a corporate structure to rip off designers, a coordinated illegal operation that can be best combated through the use of RICO statutes, according to the lawsuit. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission has launched an investigation into ChatGPT creator OpenAI and whether the artificial intelligence company violated consumer protection laws by scraping public data and publishing false information through its chatbot. The agency sent OpenAI a 20-page letter requesting detailed information on its AI technology, products, customers, privacy safeguards, and data security arrangements. An FTC spokesperson had no comment on the investigation, which was first reported by the Washington Post on Thursday. The FTC document the Post published told OpenAI that the agency was investigating whether it was engaged in unfair or deceptive privacy or data security practices or practices harming consumers. British antitrust regulators on Friday extended their deadline to issue a final order blocking Microsoft's $69 billion plan to buy video game maker Activision Blizzard Allowing them to consider the US Tech Giant's detailed and complex submission pleading its case. The Competition and Markets Authority have rejected the deal, the biggest in tech history, over fears it would stifle competition for popular game titles like Call of Duty in the fast growing cloud gaming market. But the US watchdog appears to have softened its position after a judge thwarted U.S. regulators' efforts to block the deal. The authority says it has pushed its original deadline back six weeks to August 29th so it could go through Microsoft's response, which details material changes in circumstance and special reasons why regulators shouldn't issue an order to reject the deal. I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires.
0: Dude, I've got
1: this. I've been camping since I was five years old.
2: But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again, then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
1: This week's Arbitrage blog includes no pizza for you. The video game landscape is about to get interesting, and Amazon is whining. Why? We'll tell you. All this and more in this week's Arbitrage blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com. Now let's go to the president and CEO of Arbitrage, Mr. Royce Wells, for more. Royce, I love a good slice of pizza. Only in New York. Only in New York. So here's the thing: you got Chicago, you got New York, you got Detroit-style pizza. Detroit? That's a new one. I kind of like Detroit-style pizza. Here's Detroit-style pizza. All right, let's hear this. It's in a deep square dish, right? Okay. Not a deep round dish. Not like not like um, uh, uh, Chicago. Chicago, yeah. But it's basically Chicago deep style, but in a ra- in a square dish.
2: Oh, so it's hip to be square in Detroit. Got it. I like it. I like it.
1: So, there have been some articles uh, in the past, and we we have we have aired some of these articles about uh, the left coming for your stoves, coming for your gas stoves, and unfortunately, it looks like the city of New York uh, might be doing the same thing. Uh, they made an announcement that coal and wood-fired ovens uh, installed before 2016. Would have to be altered or removed to fit new standards.
2: Hey, we don't want any fires in New York. Come on.
1: Well, I mean, here, here's the thing, right? Wood-fired ovens are amazing. They are for pizza. Pizza. Okay, so get a heating stone. So they they want them to they want them to evaluate their exhaust systems and fit them with pollutant trapping scrubbers. And install and maintain the device now. Is New this because York, of Canada? I have no idea, man. Okay, but New York City has determined that this would impact less than one hundred pizza restaurants.
2: Well, considering that in New York City there are over twenty-two million people, yeah, that's not that much of a of an impact.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and and here's the thing. The United States for emissions isn't even number 1 on the on the Thank plate. Thank God for that. And it's mainly not individuals or individ- or small businesses that are the biggest uh, polluters. It's corporations anyway. Uh, really? Wow. Okay. So why so why pick on why pick on the little man? Why pick on They're trying our, to shut
2: down Little Italy? Man.
1: Apparently. Apparently, but then again, we do have our own Little Italy. We do. So, and it's quite nice. You know, and and the, and the thing is is that whether you whether you like pizza or not, it kind of affects um what's going on in the landscape of what you can do and what you can't. You know um, what I'm
2: saying? Yeah, this is true. This
1: is true. Uh, Number one for carbon emissions is China. Uh, Number two is India. Number three is Russia. And uh, doesn't look like we're even close. Wow. So.
2: that's good then. We're we're doing something right.
1: Yeah. Let's do it right. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Um, These... Uh, these emissions would change, these graphs would change when international shipping is taken into account because all these Asian countries, they have impact, right? We'll keep an eye on this and uh, take a look at it later. You can take a look at it on our blog. Pass the pineapple.
3: Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. When might you be buzzed when you suddenly love everything? You guys, I love this song! I love these nachos. I love our kickball league.
2: I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I'd love? A ride when it's time to head out.
1: If you see a buzz warning sign, call for a ride when it's
3: time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.
2: I love your car. Is this real leather? To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water mud, and insurance paperwork.
3: Yeah, I can do this.
2: You go,
1: Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Uh, Caroline Hollis, our Director of Education, is here with us. And the reason that she's here with us isn't necessarily the same as every other week. Uh, We've talked about a lot of things, Caroline, but this time, this one has a personal ring to it. We're talking about health insurance companies and why they would deny a prescription and what to do about that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, This hit me um, just uh, about a month or two ago. I got a letter in the mail saying that um, the insurance was not going to cover my migraine medication anymore, and I was like, what is going on? Um, my husband has also had some issues uh, with some of his uh, prescriptions as well in the past. Those have been cleared up easily, but this one I actually had to kind of go through a process and figure out what to do, and I figured if I learned something along the way, maybe I could share it with you too.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and very, very fascinating article over at com forward slash blog you can go there and read it now I it, it was amazing to me some of the things that you talked about for example uh what are formularies
0: so the formulary is your specific health insurance and not just the company but also what plan you have they will cover specific drugs and that their drug list is they call it their formulary and every year or so they can change and update that they might want or they might prefer a certain blood pressure medication instead of the one you were on they might change from Uh, wanting or from allowing the name brand to only allowing the generic or different things like that so that can change even if you don't change plans they can change what they cover
1: so if your health insurer refuses to pay a claim or ends your coverage what do you do
0: Um, The first thing I did was I went to the pharmacy where I get my prescriptions because I really like one of the pharmacists there. And so I asked her and she was able to look up and see why they had denied my prescription coverage. So So
1: if you have a condition or a chronic condition or something that requires um, uh, regular medication, it's always good to have a good relationship with your pharmacist.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, She was very helpful in letting me know what uh, was wrong and where I could start to try to get it fixed. And so that led me to uh, calling my doctor and talking with his nurse and things like that. But that was a good place for me to start. I was not on hold for an hour with the health insurance company or the pharmacy or anything. I could just go talk with her.
1: Right. And it's it's a it's a team effort, right? It, it involves, you know, it involves your doctor, the insurance company, and your pharmacist all working in concert from what I can tell. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, here's the thing. Um, with... With drugs being the way they are and, 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 and prescriptions being the way they are, uh, you have to make sure that the, the prescription is exactly correct or that the insurance company kind of balks on it. And, but there are avenues you can take.
0: Right, and if they change something that's covered or whether it's a generic or not and you notice a difference in how you're feeling when you take it, please talk to your doctor. They can prescribe something different. They can file extra paperwork. That's what happened with mine. Um, they were able to file additional paperwork.
1: Happy happy ending to your... Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. I got a call uh, just um, earlier this week that the insurance company is now going to cover that medication.
1: Awesome. Always make sure to be persistent and keep records. Go to arbitragetrade.com forward slash blog to read more
2: sometimes i just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here i can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day baby you're our legacy
3: planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe and is the best way to protect that legacy you know what we should make an emergency communication plan that way we're ready this year at my dorm we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local. I can send you with the link.
2: Okay, smart.
0: Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
1: Royce, we're both video game fans, aren't we? Absolutely. You know, it, it's been strange because you know I've been part of that industry. And it's been strange to have a look at this from the outside uh, right now because there's a, a really interesting thing going on right now with Microsoft, uh, Activision, and Blizzard um, where there's a landmark deal in the works. Uh and it's a beautiful thing, if you ask me.
2: Yeah? Uh, yeah. Why beautiful? What's What's beautiful about it?
1: Well, here's the thing, right? So, regulators have seek to axe this deal because they say it'll hurt competition. Now, but how How is it hurting competition? See, so yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, particularly, uh, U.S. district judge. They They've just been in court with this thing. U.S. District Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley said that uh, the FTC, in, in particular, has not shown a likelihood it will prevail on its claim. Uh, this particular merger in this specific industry may substantially lessen competition. On the contrary, the record indicates that more consumer access would be had with other Activision content, you know, Call of Duty yeah. being one of those. Absolutely. We love because our first person shooters. Crossover. Right. So the thing is is that there there's a lot of stuff behind this that people uh, people may not understand. And 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 you know, deservedly so this is a very large deal. Sony kinda of started it, unfortunately. Because they had market exclusivity on certain titles, uh, going back to, gosh, probably PS2, PS3, when they started PS going, one, even. when they started going, hey Activision, why don't we get? We'll, we'll uh, you know, we'll we'll hype you up if you give us X amount of market exclusivity. So what would happen would be. Uh, Call of Duty, for example, would early release on PS4, PS5, and Xbox would kind of be left out in the cold. Um, Just for a little while. Just for a little while, but it was significant. It was significant to that. Um, So Microsoft came in and goes, Okay, we'll fix that. We'll just buy them out. Now... They have not mentioned anything about withholding titles from Sony, but Sony has, you know, Sony has kicked up. And it's interesting that there, there's there's a, a, a kind of a whining there from them. They kind of started it.
2: Eh, I don't see it that way.
1: But, you know,
2: hey, what do I know? <laughs> I play games, I like games, but I think in this environment, you have to be able to basically cater to all of your potential customers as opposed to be exclusive to just one. So whether Sony is the last person to get it, they're still getting it, which means Sony still will benefit from the sales and the dollars from it and so will Microsoft and so will Activision. They will absolutely so benefit from it Sony
1: Everyone still- will eventually yeah. pay, play nice. You just won't get as big a piece of the pie. Sony's still the number one console in the nation. They're, they're okay, trust me. We'll keep an eye on this as well. Go to our blog at arbitragetrade.com forward slash blog. More after this. I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am
2: a camping influencer. You know what, I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again, then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Why is the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
1: And we're here with David Grantham, our tech guy. Back to our tech guy. He's, he's still our our... Costco wizard, but tech guy. This week, David. Everything old is new again, right?
3: Yeah, I've been reading a lot of uh, articles about uh, 2D side scrollers, and I've been like, "What 2D side scrollers?" I thought this was the year of VR and augmented reality and more 3D and more 3D, and I just see this the spate of. Hey, we're gonna do 2D side scrollers. You know, the big guys like Nintendo and Activision. You know, they're doing their their new side scrollers. Like you have a new Mario. It's called Mario Wonder. It's coming out, and it's a side scroll. You know, it's like 2D. And I'm like, really, really yep. okay. Um, so, and then the, uh, Prince of Persia is gonna have a 2D side scroller. So I'm like, what gives?
1: So here's the interesting thing, David, and, and I have, uh, you know, I, I was in this market for, for years, as I, as I said in segment four. And the thing is, is that side-scroller, 2D side-scrollers have never really gone away. Uh, the, the independent market picked up a ton of side-scrollers. Undertale, um, Hotline Miami, um, just some really really interesting titles that uh that people have taken and run with um yeah. uh, what's the one for switch that i'm thinking of it's uh something shovel, you have shovel night well Octo- shovel Knight, Octopath, yeah, Octopath yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's really never gone away but now there are some nifty nifty ones that are coming out um you didn't mention the one that I was really really looking forward to as Randy Savage on the on the title page WrestleQuest.
3: Quest. Well, I was you having the best talk... for the last yeah kind of yeah, talk we're... about it So yeah so the, the one that caught my eye uh, it's like hey let's let's have a blend of WrestleMania and Final Fantasy 6. I'm like really? Oh yes. do tell. And it's like, it's it's like basically turn-based uh, RPG 2D mixed with wrestling. And I'm like, wow. So you have like crowd hype levels. You have, you know, different skills like you would in an RPG. And, you know, it's like, is there an audience for the blend? And I venture to say,
1: yes, there is. Oh, absolutely, man. Come on uh wrestling has never really gone away from the public view i mean it's it's still going on strong with the the wwe and aew now getting into that fray um matter of fact aew just released their their brand new uh video game which is is something really weird it's called fight forever and uh that's a nifty one as well if you want to take a look at that but you know it's 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 there and wrestling fans kind of already are in that vein of of wrestling games but this is unique
3: yeah yeah like i said i I can't wait to see kind of what the uptake is on this and maybe a slightly new genre or a blended genre um but yeah so kind of the overarching thing is retro gaming is back i guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll take a look at more of this on the blog at arbitragetrade.com forward slash blog.
2: Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking you questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo,
3: do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that.
0: Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look,
2: flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can
1: only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What is dedication?
2: My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between. I think a parent's job is to protect our children but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's... Dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
1: Amazon, the behemoth of online retailing and online distribution, is kind of in a tussle with the EU right now because the EU um, has started this Digital Services Act. Uh, Which we still don't know all the ins and outs of, to be honest with you. I mean, it really hasn't, hasn't, uh, it hasn't really firmed itself up. But we know that it imposes new obligations on tech companies to keep users safe from illegal content and products and violations punishable by billions in fines or even a ban for operating in the EU. Yeah. Amazon. Has kind of whined and said, hey, you know, you're calling us a really large company when we're really not. Because Amazon has kind of, kind of done an interesting thing. Um, Amazon
2: have made themselves, in my opinion, they've made themselves where they're jack of all trades. You can sell whatever you want. If you want to set up your own Amazon store, you can. It's literally a vehicle. It is a tool. And yep. you can use the tool. Yeah. They're a facilitator. There's
1: the word. They're a facilitator. And uh, Amazon is one of 19 companies classed as largest online platforms uh, under this DSA, Digital Services Act. And uh, apparently, uh, they don't agree that they fit the description because they earn revenue primarily through advertising and and distributes uh, it doesn't doesn't distribute speech and information, distributes products. Correct. Uh, I can from- see
2: that point of view. It's like our primary service is not uh, it's delivering a product. It is not delivering a. We have software. Our right. software allows people who own stores to use our software to distribute their products. Right. And leave us alone. Leave us alone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're not the only ones that raised, uh, raised an eyebrow to this. They're the first U.S. provider, but uh, German e-commerce platform uh, Zalando was the first to file a legal challenge in this. And in this claim, they, they, the company that sells designer shoes and clothing says that it doesn't pose a systemic risk of spreading harmful or illegal content from third parties. So in other words... You know, they're they're basically saying the same thing. You know, we we you know, we shouldn't be singled out in this. You know, because we're not an information broker, we are a retail. Well, outlet. I'm gonna
2: take off my normal hat and put on a hacker's hat. Right?
1: Hacker hat, go it's ahead. Hacker hat.
2: Say you have a online store and you embed malicious content in that online store. Ooh. What's the chances of them finding it?
1: Ooh. Mm. I don't know. What are the chances of them finding? Probably almost something numb.
2: Someone would have to literally try to buy a product, and surprise, you got something more than just what you bargained for.
1: So here's a, here's an interesting thing. Um, the the thing is about Digital Services Act is that they also provide, um, have a proviso for products that are harmful. Oh, Okay. So, in, in a way, I mean, they are technically covering themselves. Sorry, SpongeBob. But Sorry. Y'all have a good weekend. We'll see you Monday. Have a good weekend, Royce.
2: Yeah, I will. Sorry, SpongeBob.
1: Arbitrage Trade Analytics,
3: LLC is a privately held research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the contents of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to function as investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, please visit arbitragetrade.com.